I'm Scott Farber, and of course, alongside the NFL Players Association president of the Dallas-Fort Worth chapter, former NFL New York Giant, and the star and host of the TV show, The Extra Point, seen on the Generations Broadcast Center, and of course, the Generations Broadcast Center YouTube. He's Larry Mallory. Hey, Larry. Hey, how you doing, Scott? I'm good. All right, man. A lot to go over, a lot to talk about, so let's just delve in. Okay. So, you know, we, we had mentioned before we went on the air, uh, Tariq Cohen, who had that, you know, 66-yard punt return, uh, shades of Devin Hester for the Bear fans. Yeah, yeah. You know, but he ran like 100 and, or 1,000 yards to, to get, get there. To get 60-plus, right? You know, and everybody talks about this being such a great run, as you and I were saying uh, a little while ago. But here's the question I have. As he's running backwards those 15 or 20 yards, if he got tackled, wouldn't we say, what are you doing, man? It's yes. north and south, and what, what are you going south yeah. for when you need to be going north? You don't, you don't usually see slow people take the paths that he took. Right. He has speed, and obviously he has speed. And, and he felt that he had the confidence of outrunning the cutoff men. Now, that's, that's, right, that's right. fast. Because right, he yeah, did yeah. take the whole team one direction, came completely back around. If he fails, it's totally on him now. Well, well that's what I'm saying. You know, I, you see that so often uh, uh, in the college games. I was watching somebody caught the ball for a first down, uh -huh. but he tried to run around everybody for big yardage and was tackled four yards short to the first down, and the team wound up punting. Yeah. So when he got to the sidelines, I'm sure the coaches were saying, Lay down. Yeah. Go forward. You got a first down. Yeah. You know. You're not looking to lose yards right. in any way. But and if, if it, you choose to lose yards, you better be able to, yeah, yeah. to hold on to those yards. But I was watching kind of... the game with my son, and he yeah. goes, but, Dad, if he got around that one guy, he had a clear sailing. They would have talked about it was a great run, just like we are about uh, Tariq Cohn. Yeah. And so it's like, <laughs> what did the coaches think? Did they, were they glad he did what he did? They were glad after he achieved it. Right, right. But if he did not achieve that goal, right. they would have had something to say to him. So is the discussion, great job, or the discussion is great outcome, don't do that again? Well, no, it's because it's, 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 um, it's a decision that the coach can't make. Right. The right. only person that can make that decision is that runner. Right, right. And you can't, you can't question his sight, his line of sight. You can't question what he thinks his abilities will give him. Right, right. That kid understood, that young man understood that, that mm, I might have an angle on these guys. I might be faster than these guys. And you don't understand, you know, coaches really don't understand what they're looking at and how that operates. If he sees some big numbers like 60s and 70s, and a guy yeah. that fast, they know, yeah. oh, I can, I can really yeah. get them. Yeah. But it's all on him. If he messes yeah. up, it's all on him. Yeah. And if he's successful, it's all on him. And fortunately, he was successful. Now, let me ask you, John Fox, I think he's in his early 60s. Is he done? Or does somebody else pick him up? You know, uh, that's a good question. I, I think that he, I think that the league will not want all of his knowledge to go to waste. Right, right. But again, I think that there's a transition going on. I think that if you don't get um, leaders and coaches that can manage these type players, right, then then you, you're going to have a challenge. And, and I do believe though that the head coach can, you know, they they can be of a different era. Even if you have your assistant coaches, you know, that's touching these young men by position coaches, right. touching these young men on a regular basis, that might even have an impact. So yeah. John might not be out of the game. You know, football kind of takes care of their own, especially yeah, yeah. in the coaching right. and right. the owner level. So maybe not a head level. coach, but, yeah. but, but he could be assistant in there. Assistant or something, something like that. Okay. Yeah. 
All right, and then uh, I see uh, where the uh, Ball family are now cutting ties with UCLA. You, oh, you really? know, uh, uh, LeVar Ball mm -hmm. took his uh, kid out of UCLA, the one that was caught in China shoplifting. Oh, right. So is that whole <laughs> brand, is, is that the end of it now, or is, it, is, it, is he going to be able to rebuild that brand? You know, you know, right now the brand is being held up by his only only professional player, which is, uh, I guess, is Lavar, right? Lavar is the the guy with the Lakers. His son is with the Lakers. Right, right, right. He's right. the only one right now that has the professional credibility, you know, yeah. to to maintain that brand. Yeah, yeah. Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball. Yeah, yeah. The father, you know, is putting his ten cent, twenty cent, thirty cent in. The son is still an amateur athlete. Right. So right. the only real pro. Is, is, is the one. Is the one. Yeah, is the and, one. And, and he's not having a career year. Not a career a year. And I, would, and I would think that there's a lot of pressure on him that's oh being gosh. placed by his Can family. You imagine yeah. the pressure on him. He, he already has the pressure of playing in the NBA. Yeah, yeah. And now to have all of this extracurricular activity Well, and also the pressure it. of the next Michael Jordan or the next Magic Johnson. You know, that's yeah. a 19-year-old kid. That's a lot of pressure. That is. That you is. Know? And so playing but, for the but, Lakers. But, but his brother now, who is pulled out of UCLA, who picks him up? Who wants to even bother with that? You hit the nail on the head, Scott. Who wants to bother with what his son brings with him? Yeah, all, <laughs> the, all the outside attraction. That, that's right. You know, those coaches are trying for W's and not drama. Uh, true. You know? And they don't want all of the attention to be placed on one child, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, in their yeah, group. They want yeah. everybody to feel. Man, as I like how you said that, one child. You, 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 really, you really brought it down to a real level. That's right. You, you know. That's right. <laughs> well, you know, we'll have to see how that plays out. Yeah, and will. then I just saw in the news, you know, when I used to have to drive my kids to school, I would listen to them every morning. And, I, and since I don't drive to school anymore, I don't. But Mike and Mike broke up. On ESPN in the morning. I did hear about that. They're uh, both still at ESPN, so I guess um, there was some kind of uh, divorce there. Yeah, it was. <laughs> They've been really effective for a long time, 18 too. years. Is yeah. that how long it's been? I, I remember, time passes fast. I remember it? when they first started, and ABC came to my office to pitch me to buy advertising for mm -hmm. my clients on there, and they were giving it away. You, you know, and I mean, it was like... You know, and we're sitting there and going, is this going to work? Is it going to make it? And, mm -hmm. and, and then, boom, it's almost two decades go by, you know. Aren't there in their plans in the works for a Golik and... Golik, I think, is continued on with uh, Trey Wingo, maybe? That's right, with another yeah, yeah, guy. Yeah, I think That's they right. stayed on, and, and uh, 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 Mike uh, Greeny is doing something else at ESPN. They're both still there. Yeah, they are. But I guess after all those years together, they probably just got sick of each other. Yeah, and I don't mean that in a bad sense. I know, no, it's yeah. just time to move on. Yes, that's the key. I, think. I, I imagine that they can still talk to each other in the halls of ESPN. I would think so too. I think you know. each week they get their salaries. They're both still happy. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they're and they're both still. very good. They are. You know, they're both very talented in what they do. They are. But change. You know, this. I hope this whole first part of the segment has been about change. Change right. in the coaching staff. Change in the. Well, I got some more change for you. <laughs> we got that. Tiger Woods. Oh, listen! Did he, he not shock the heck out of all of us? Man, everybody that loves golf was shocked at number one, just how he physically looked. And most people who love golf that are younger than us love it 
because of Tiger Woods. That's true. That's true. That's true. He brought a lot of people back to the game. He was the whole generation of golf. But I tell you, they've only been showing his mug shots now for the last six months. <laughs> well, so when he came out and we saw him on the on the actual he pitch, looked good. he looked fantastic. Yeah, I said, he looked that's great. not the same Tiger yeah, I saw yeah, there. Yeah. Well, you know, when you're not when you don't have all that stuff in your system, you <laughs> look better. True. But let me tell you something. I was so impressed and so happy for him. I was too. You know, and, and I laughed because. There we are. We love to build our athletes up onto a pedestal. We love it when they fall off that pedestal. Yeah. We love it when they can rebound, you know, and everything. Yeah. And uh, and when the wrong guy wins or the wrong team wins, I always tell my wife, you know, I'm sitting here sad and aggravated, and I go, they're still getting their million dollar paycheck, and I still have to go to work tomorrow. Thank you very much. <laughs> you know, so you very much. Why am I so sad? Well, one know? of the things that I liked about Tiger's match was that a lot of golfers felt that. Um, that because of his age and because of what was going on in his life, that the the final two days would be the challenge for him right, from right. a health standpoint. Right, and that's why I talk about Phil Mickelson. It exactly. seems like that fourth round isn't so good. Exactly. It's, you know, you're but, getting older. But, but he, he jumps out to six under, he comes back to two under, then we go into the... the, the Third and fourth round. That's yeah. right, and he really did show... Well... Yeah, he showed very well coming back to, what, six, seven, eight under. You know, and he had, uh, he bogeyed his last two holes. Okay. But I think that had nothing to do with the golf. I really think that Tiger was going, this is great. I want it to end right now when things are going well. (laughs) You know what I mean? I think he had a little mind game with himself. Yeah, And that might have cost him, you know, just going, I could get out of here at 10 under. Wow, you know, and, and I think that had a little bit to do with it. But it doesn't matter. He had a... It was it was a great show. One thing that I noticed, it was only on, it was, a, I think it was maybe a par four, par five, water on the left, small fairway. Tiger hit a, a blistening Monster drive, drive down I the right that. side. You saw that? Yeah. Then another guy, the guy he was playing with, I think it was Hideki. Right, right, right. He hits one very smoothly. It hits right about where Tiger's was and yeah. kind of trickles past yeah. Tiger's yeah. ball. So what I wanted to see then was Tiger. I wanted to, you know, because he set the tone for the long guy. Right, the right, run. right. And it seemed as though it didn't, there was not a, a bother. It seemed as though he didn't mind getting out driven. Right, right. And to me, that keeps you mentally in the game. You know, you're not competing against anybody. You're only competing against yourself. Well, in golf, you're really competing against yourself. Exactly. You know, so. But then I did notice in the last round when he was playing Justin Thomas, mm-hmm. golf for the year, that's right. All of 23 years old. <laughs> right. And you know Tiger was his hero when Justin was growing up. <laughs> That's right, a baby. And that he's, Tiger is probably one of the reasons why Justin became interested in golf. <clears throat> but um, they hit both hit monster drives, and Tiger's was about a, a yard ahead. Oh, <laughs> and really? I'm saying, mentally, though, Tiger that liked a, that yeah, one. Yeah, he liked that one. You he know, because it. now I'm, I, that's the golfer of the year, and I just outdrove him. And then he wound up beating him for the overall score by a stroke. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, there was a lot of positives in there for Tiger. It was. And, you know, um, 41 years old is considered old, but nowadays in golf or with people that are in shape and you see Phil and Jim Furyk's success and even Ernie L's success when he was in his Bernard early 40s. Langer. Bernard Langer it's probably could still be on tour. <laughs> That's right. You know, That's the, right. The, the, uh, the PGA Tour, not That's the right. old guy tour. That's right. You know, um, so I think uh, that showed a lot of spark for Tiger. And, and as so. I think I said last week or a couple of weeks ago, uh, we're going to be uh, interviewing for the website for Generations Broadcast Center, the doctor here in Dallas. Okay. That uh, did Tiger's, did Tiger's surgery. last surgery. Okay. So, uh, uh, you know, that, that'll be kind of neat and That'd something to look forward to. Yeah. All right, the glasses are on. 
so I can see what I have next here for you. All right, man. <laughs> Final four. Clemson, OU, Georgia, Alabama. Alabama was the only team that, you know, they didn't have to play in their uh, conference title, so they got in. If they had played the conference title against Auburn and lost, they would have been out. But since right. that wasn't the title game, <laughs> Auburn right. lost the title game and got eliminated. Is that not something? I, I mean, you know, you talk about the four best teams, what's fair, what's not fair. You know, we, we could argue that all day. But I'm going to ask you, should Alabama be in? Alabama has been over the last, um, what, well, since Nick Saban has been there, really. I feel like I'm, I'm Congress and you're on the stand and that's a yes or no answer. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, and I ain't going to get it. I definitely won't give you a yes or no answer. <laughs> so, you know how the dissertation goes. Hopefully, um, I, I, really, I really expected, um, I didn't expect for them to get in there this year. But I think that the, their reputation, their history, their consistency, the difference in a professional and an amateur is consistency, and they're taking college sports to the professional level. Well, now you're talking about a whole, the whole program. Yeah. But the question is, are they one of the four best teams today? And they may very well be. I'm just, you know, asking what um, you think. I, I think that they're one of the four best teams today. Today, okay. I, well, all no, of that aside, you gotta you gotta move all of that aside because I agree with everything you just said. Yeah. But I keep hearing how it's the four best teams. And I was about to say they're today. part of the five, maybe five or six best teams. Yeah. I think the tough part of this is trying to figure out. And so many colleges and so many divisions and so many good athletes who the four only best teams are. Right, right. That's, that's the tough thing. I there. mean, Wisconsin would have been in if they didn't have that title game. Yeah. You, you know, uh, Alab uh, um, uh, Auburn would not have been in if they didn't have the title game. Uh, OU and Clemson were fortunate enough just to keep rolling right. you know, for another week. Um, you so know, it's just interesting Well, to Scott, me. It's so, so it is interesting because I'm not sure – how the schedule development is. In other words, it, the, the teams, the colleges develop their own schedules. So the schedule, you have to play your conference, I guess, a certain number of teams in your conference. But the non-conference schedule could impact your, you know, won and loss record. So I wonder if that's tied in to the selection of the four best teams. Obviously, their conferences are evident you know S yeah, uh, yeah, sec yeah, yeah. those uh big big conferences but i just thought about the fact that um what um alabama played mercer college didn't they yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. at the end of the year okay and, and, and see and let me that brings up another point that i always rally against mm -hmm. you can lose at the beginning of the year and recover right you can don't recover at the end of the year yeah but alabama did recover because they got lost they lost at the end of the year and still got and in. still got in that's true and they knocked out the team that beat them. Yeah. Just yeah. by not playing. Well, I, I, it carries some weight to have a last name Saban, doesn't it? Well, that's what I'm saying. Now, yeah. you know, you know, it gets down to the four best teams. And, yeah. you know, that's a tough call because that no is. matter who went in, we would have argued the point forever. Yeah. Who's going to win it all now? Now that we know who the final four are, who's going to win it? Who's, who's going to play in the final game? Is, is OU going to beat Georgia or Georgia beating OU? Who's I, think, that game? I, I think in that game, I think OU might beat Georgia. 
Okay, and then uh, say thank well, you. Well, that's a, that's a good way of putting it. They might. So if they don't, they said, well, they might. <laughs> I think oh, you can take George. I think Baker. No, no, no. Tell me who's going to win that game. Oh, uh, you. Okay. All right. Thank you. And I think Baker probably will take him across the finish line. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he wants to. I think also he wants to move up. Have you noticed that the conversations about the Heisman? He hadn't really been in the top of that conversation. So he needs right, right. a couple of good games to try to move back. Now, that, now the Heisman's going to be announced well before those games, I guess, right? I, I think it's before the uh, the championship rounds. I'm not sure. That's a good question. I'll check that one. Yeah, there. That's I, a great question. Yeah, I, I, think, I think it is. I, you know, we could Google it and find out, but I think, yeah. uh, I think it is. Okay, uh, Alabama uh, is playing Clemson. Uh, I'll go with Alabama. You think Alabama's going to win that? Yeah. And I go with Alabama. I always go with Alabama because of their interior, of uh, the front fours. They always have beast. Yeah, but boy, that Clemson is really. Uh... It is. It is. But Ooh. they don't have that same quarterback they had last year. That's true. And um, That's true. they've done well this year. But I, I really believe that in the big stage, when the big stage comes and the lights are on and it's bright, Alabama usually shows up. Now, Alabama lost to OU a couple of years ago in a bowl game. Mm-hmm. And Alabama said because they couldn't get motivated because they weren't playing for a meaningful <laughs> bowl game. And the uh, OU had a quarterback that, you know, left the school, uh, Trevor McKnight, mm-hmm. you know, and was, is not a big star quarterback. But he was great against Alabama. Mm-hmm. Just looking back at a game like that, do you think Saban should have said that? You know, that, you know, we just weren't motivated? Or is it his job to get them motivated? It, it was a ball game. And, you know, when you play, even if you're playing pickup in the alley, you want to win, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, you want to win. And, you um, you know, I, I compare the Alabama with the New England Patriots. Right, they, right. They're both very accustomed to winning. But, but that day they weren't. But and, that day they weren't. And playing, though, in the top game. Right. Okay. So they weren't in the top game. Exactly. So there was a the letdown. There is a letdown. If you if you have been consistently competing for the top prize and now you're not, and 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 then you you know that your past performance has already gotten you measured for the next level. Yeah, then, but but you know, you were a professional athlete. Mm-hmm. Weren't you prepared every game? Weren't you raring to go? Especially at the professional level. Okay, so you're saying they're still growing in maturity, the players. Right. and Right. And we didn't have that problem at, at our school because we really won a lot of games at Tennessee State. Well, everybody and, went to the pros. We've talked about that right. one team. And we would be disappointed. Right. We would be punished, honestly, yeah. if we didn't make it. To yeah. the expectations. Yeah. What are those we, rolls that's down right. the hill? Five, ten, and ten. That's right. Yeah. Five, ten, and ten. Yeah. So, so there is a level of expectation. And I think the teams that operate with that type of expectation usually end up in the higher echelons of teams because I guarantee you their training is not easy. Right. Their coaching is not easy. They take a lot of stuff before they get – the game is the easiest part. When you get a team to the point where they can't wait to get to the game because right, they're right. tired of this, right, right. tired of practice, right. then you, you're going to have a team that's performing. You know, you know, I just pictured in my mind, you know, because we, we talk so much about uh, those rolling overs, the 100 yards that you'd have to do and mm-hmm. how dizzy you were and, you know, how do you go in a straight line and <laughs> all of that. What just came to my mind and just made me laugh to myself now mm-hmm. is I would give anything to line you 
and Ed Too Tall and Wayman Bryant up <laughs> and lay the three of you guys down on a football field and blow the whistle. Go and, see and watch the three of you roll and see who gets 10 yards. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, <laughs> excuse me. I, I take that challenge, actually, because... Because, see, uh, I had a little roll technique because I had to roll so much. <laughs> you had to do it enough times. I had to do it enough times. I developed a nice technique. So I could roll side, 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 and every now and then I could get up and then tur- yeah. tunnel roll. So I think I'd beat both of them. All right. So, Ed and uh, Wayman, there's your challenge. That's right. We'll be out there to tape it. Oh, God, let's make that happen. That should be nice. You know, I'll have an ambulance on hand. Uh-huh. You know, oh, my God. Larry, that <laughs> That would be a riot. The 5, 10, and 10 challenge. I would even get in there and do it with you, but I don't think I can make one complete revolution before the world would be going crazy. But you'd have to give an example of how it's done, so you have to do it once. I can't even imagine doing that. Oh, that would be fun, though. All right, let me see. What else do I have for you? Colin Kaepernick got the Muhammad Ali Humanitarian Award. He is like a uh, one-man... on a mission. Advocate. Yeah, advocate. Yeah. Is he going to be, is he going to get the due that he's deserved, or is he going to be criticized for what he's doing? Are people going to get behind him and applaud him for what he's done? I mean, I, and I know there are a lot are, but I mean, will everybody? I mean, you know, it's the Muhammad Ali Award. Think of Muhammad Ali, he, love him or hate him, but That's eventually right. in time, everybody. Loved That's Muhammad right. Ali. That's a good point. You know, will that happen with Colin? You know, because he's trying to do good. He is trying to do good. Uh, the initial, my initial thoughts to that question was that the same polarized group, the, the polarization that we have right now is going to align to both sides. There will be some people that support him and some people that don't support him. I think the, the, the challenge that we've had as NFL players actually is to ensure that the message is clean. His message right. has never been negative. His message right. was a positive um, societal development right, between right. Um, the people that control discipline and the people that, that operate under that control. It was the police relationship to uh, people in the community and how they were arrested. And so I think that the, the message now is getting cleaner and it's right. not all about Colin Kaepernick. It's more about the message. And I think even the active players and former players are a lot clearer in regards to what they're trying to, what we're trying to accomplish. Right, it has right. never been a challenge to the military, to our freedoms, to anything relating to uh, negative causes. It's always right. been the improvement of the conditions of, of, uh, of, of our citizens in the, in the black community. And, and you're a big advocate, too, always talking the positive. And even, you know, the, uh, the extra point to you, it's about the positive aspects of professional sports and a professional athlete, current and, you know, retired. <laughs> All right, you know, um, I really want to move forward to talk about the upcoming games because there's so much playoff implications. But I do want to talk about one game from last week. Mm-hmm. And that was Pittsburgh beating the Bengals. That was a vicious ball game. It was. Did that hurt the NFL's cause with all these head targeting things and guys getting injured? That was just bad, wasn't it, that, that it was going on? It, it, um, it was a very aggressive um, football game. Right. And right. when you say does it hurt it, I'm, I'm, 
I'm not sure on that, you know, because the game itself has been internal internalized by the citizens of America as a tough sport. Right, right. It's a tough sport. It's not right. basketball. It's not baseball. It's not right. definitely not soccer. And as a tough sport, you expect to see certain things in the sport. Right. Uh, certain teams have a, and, and you've seen it this year. Certain teams have a different aggression against that particular team. Right. And especially right. when you're playing division. Right. You know, division. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's where that was. I, Cincinnati, Cincinnati actually surprised me. From how they played for the entire year to that game, to that game, it, it's some. Those two teams are intense rivals. Oh my gosh! And they really were going at each other. I mean, yeah, yeah. going at each other to to the point where even you know, even people that don't play the game, they can see. Wow, this is a lot more. The speed in which they were going yeah, to hit somebody yeah. was you could just tell the difference. There was, yeah, and and you wonder why. And I mean, and, and I, well, I think I think it's the essence of the rivalry. Right, right. It's the right. essence of that rivalry. It's if you look at all of these teams when uh, when Philadelphia went out to Seattle, right. when uh, um, Vikings and the Falcons. Right. You know, when you get to this time of the season and this time of the year, um, it, it seems as though those teams that are are have the ability to get that extra check or to right, get to right, the next right. level. They're turning it up a notch. Well, you know, and I think for the Bengals, maybe that motivation was our whole season, we could, our bragging rights would be if we beat the Steelers. That's a good point. That's you know, a good point. You, you, try to, you try to maintain credibility. The season was a wash. Yeah. And, you know, their bragging rights, you know, are, are that game. Yeah. That, that defensive back, I mean, the, the defensive backs were covering better than I've ever seen them cover. They, it, it, was just a, it was a different look. Of two teams that one not having a chance, one having a chance, but both of them seem as though they they were yeah, both yeah. vying for well, something. Well, motivated bigger. for a different reason. Yeah, and I think Cincinnati. That's a good point. You know, they, their bragging rights is we beat the Steelers. Yeah. of course the Bears have those bragging rights. Well, that's true. <laughs> that's true. That's but at true. this point, I don't know if that's going to help that's them true. much. We know we know where the Bears and the Giants are. Oh my gosh! All right. Well, the, the I wonder where Ben McAdoo is today, though. Oh, man, that was a bad, yeah, he's having lunch with John Fox. He probably is. That's <laughs> you know, a good one. That's a you good know. One. Um, all right, well, let's talk a little bit about next week uh, or this coming week. And in fact, uh, Thursday night, we've got the Saints and the Falcons. And the Saints have a little breathing room because they're 9-3 and three and the Falcons are 7-5. and five. But this is a really an important game for the Falcons if they want to stay in the hunt. It's, uh, it's the, uh, the Saints and the Falcons. Right. And that's two weeks in a row that the Falcons really have a tough situation because yeah. they just came off of the Vikings, right? Right. You know, and that was a interesting game. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, the Falcons seem to be, you know, that schedule is pretty tough for them. The schedule is always tough coming off the the uh, the Super Bowl year, right? Right. But I, I think they have a, a tough road ahead. They, they, I, I think the Saints are headed toward the Super Bowl. The team looks good. Special teams are performing well. This young man, Kamara, that mm -hmm. running back yeah, for the Saints, yeah, yeah. this guy, this guy might be the rookie of the year. Yeah, yeah. If he keeps up this kind of pattern, and you know, Scott, we always talk about parity and, and injury, but the other piece that we always talk about is the running game. Right. The Saints are going into this time of the year when it's about to be cold with a good running game, right. two healthy running backs with Ingram and Kamara. Um, the, the the Falcons have a tough row ahead. 
Yeah, I yeah. think that they're going to lose to the Saints. Next so, year. well, that that'll put a damper on the whole season. That'll be it. For so, th- this is like you know the Bengals really got fired up just to beat the Steelers. Yeah. The Falcons have to be fired up to save their season. That's true. You know, like That's I said, the, it's, going the other it, way. it's not quite as important for the Saints because they have a two-game lead or, or a one-game lead, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, with the Panthers, but they still can't fall out of first place even if they lose. Right. You know. All right, we got the Raiders and the Chiefs, both six and six, and both fighting for their playoff life. And I don't know what happened to the Chiefs. I don't either. You know, win five in a row and then go six, seven losses. Yeah. I think there's some, and there's some internal issues going on when you have that kind of loss pattern. But what happens, you know, with internal issues when you're sitting there five and one, and then all of a sudden you're six and six? How did you go from five and one in the locker room to now? I mean, what, what? If we had that answer, we'd probably sell it to some of the other teams and oh, <laughs> let okay. them know why. You know, it, but but you hit a you hit you hit a nail on the head. It is a, I believe it's a locker room issue. Yeah. You know, I think I think it's a locker room issue. And the first person you always look at in the locker room is your quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. Or your leader. Yeah. And if there's not one, people will start to just drift off, and therefore you you won't have that kind well, of. Well, I would think Alex Smith is definitely a leader in the locker room. Well, we would think so, but the, but his the team performance is not showing that. If you go five in a row, at some point that quarterback or whoever that team leader is, and that's usually whoever's making the most money, right? You got to stand up in that locker room and take a take a position, right? Right. What's going but, on here? But, but even if he does, it doesn't mean they're going to win, though, does it? Well, it, it doesn't mean they're going to win, but it, it it aligns the process. It says okay. that I'm all in. Are you all okay. in? I'm making the money. Are you all in? I'm the leader. Are you all in? Right. That's why they have that that. Right before the game, little huddle up. Right. Are, right. Uh, is this time to go, gentlemen? Are we ready? Is it time? Is it? This is the time now. Yeah. You follow me? You warmed up. Everybody ready to go? Let's go then. Yeah. So that that's the case. They have to be ready to go, and obviously they're not. And this game that I just wanted to ask you about, because um, I I don't know if there's meaning to it or not. The mm-hmm. Cowboys still have a chance for the playoffs. I guess it's six and six. And they're playing the two and ten Giants that are in disarray. I hate to use that word on you. Do the Giants have a chance, or is this yeah. the game the Cowboys just roll over them because they're playoff, trying to make the playoffs? Well, I, I think the Cowboys are going to roll over them. Um, obviously, hopefully, making the playoffs, but uh, but the Giants are in such disarray that I just I can't see where and then they're going to pull things together. And then you see teams occasionally that you give no chance to, all of a sudden they win. Because, you know, I still look at it, though, that those every athlete on that team, well, every mm-hmm. player on that team, obviously, is an athlete. So every player on that team has been the best his whole life. Grammar school, high school, college, he made it to the pros. Mm-hmm. So on any given Sunday, I think anybody could beat anybody. But it gets into, like you say, there's so much dis- disarray. Is, is, uh, who's quarterbacking Sunday? Uh, with the Giants? Yeah. Um, um, my, they're putting Manning back in. Okay, so Manning's going to play again. Uh-huh, he's back in. Okay. It's um, How did Geno – I didn't even see any of that game. How did Geno Smith look? Uh, not well. Okay. Not well at all. Okay. The, the Genos and the Elias, I think just as we talked about change, I think that teams are looking for certain type quarterbacks now. The Chicago Bears quarterback – I mean, the Philadelphia Eagles quarterback is 6'5". Right, right. And runs a four seven four eight four. Right, right. Mitchell Trubisky. He's about six three six four. Yeah. You need a big uh, Dak Prescott. He's six three yeah, six yeah. four. 
you the the game is to the point now where you uh, you have to have a, a quarterback that helps your matchup game, right? Because right. that's what Bill Belichick does. He right. matches up. Okay. And so when guys, even the guys get to the pros, um, if your team is at a point where they don't match up well, then you'll start to lose like the 49ers or like the Giants. Because so not what did you well. just do to Baker Mayfield? Well, because he ain't that six foot five, you know. I don't believe the height they give on him. I, I agree. In fact, yeah. I, I didn't realize you you informed me. Uh, I had Baker way up the line, right? And now I notice that there's two quarterbacks that a lot of the coaches are talking about, and it's not Baker. Right, right. It's two other college guys that are taller. I can't right. call their names right now, but they're taller, and um, and and plus have some speed. So yeah, yeah. I don't think I don't wouldn't want Baker for the Giants. I want a bigger guy for the Giants. Yeah, well then Baker will say there's somebody in New Orleans that's pretty good who's old and little, and there's somebody in Seattle that's pretty good who's pretty little. True. Yeah, you know. So, uh, but I agree with you. I I think a quarterback, the six foot five chiseled quarterback that could throw and run, is is a much better option. Well, let's hope that that uh, Baker finds an owner that's willing to invest the kind of funds that they invest right. in quarterbacks now for someone yeah. of of his yeah. height and stature. What do you th- just? What do you think he's going to do in the pros? I think that he's going to. I think that he should be praising Case Keenum, right? Because Case Keenum, yeah, is bringing back his type of a quarterback. Case has right. done a great job with the Vikings. Oh, <laughs> a great job, and yeah. so. I think there's a place for him, right? You right. know, in the league, and I think that he can, when he gets into the camp and people start to see exactly what he can do against the speed of the NFL right, right. versus only the speed of college, right. then I, I think he'll land a spot. I'm not sure if it'll be an, an immediate starting spot. Um, is there a particular team you think might be the route to go for him? Well, right now we're looking at teams like uh, I don't think it's going to be Cleveland. You know they. They tried that with a small quarterback right, with right, Manziel. Right. I don't think uh, that, that that 49ers need anybody because Garoppolo is out there now, right. and then they won a game. Right, right, <laughs> so, right. Don't go there. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I think that he's probably probably be looking at you know some of the the next level teams to to try to pull him in. So he, he'll get he'll get in. So he'll get in on a decent team. Then, yeah, he'll get saying. in on a decent team. I yeah. think. Okay. Okay. I think everybody else is sort of making making their decisions now. All right, we got the Vikings at ten and two playing the Panthers at eight and four. That's going to be a good game. It, it's a bigger game for the Panthers again because you know the Panthers, the Falcons, the Saints. You know it's you, you know those guys are all fighting it out. The, Vi- I, the Vikes have a little breathing room in they, their division. They do. They do. But it's about home field now, too. And they're playing so well in oh, all phases of the game. Unbelievable. And the Panthers are not. The Panthers right. are winning, but a lot of their winning is actually coming from Cam Newton's runs. Right, right. You know? Well, Cam Newton's carrying that team. That He is. And you don't want your... Yeah, if if your star quarterback is gonna have to run as much as he's running right. and carry, you're in trouble. I guarantee in the, you that those defensive coaches are saying, "Okay, make him run, <laughs> right, right, and then let him let us clean him up when he right, gets to right, run." Right, so. yeah, no, I know it's a, it's a tough thing. Well, we got the Redskins who are probably out of it, and the Chargers who are all of a sudden in it. They're tied now with the Chiefs. They are. Philip Rivers is looking. Amazing six and six. How did how did they start zero and four? You know, and, and are they kicking themselves in the butt for starting, for starting 0, 0 and four? four. That that uh, that wide receiver, um, 
Allen, I think his name might okay. be. Allen, 6'3", 6'4", wide receiver. It looks like they're leaning a lot heavier on him in this form, p- part of the season than they did in the early part. But I think he's either a rookie or a first or second year player, so they, they're just sort of figuring out, oh, this is our guy. This right. guy has been phenomenal. Right. I don't remember the running back, but I know that for them to be able to pass the way that they've been passing the ball – there has to be a running game to to kind of re, uh, release that defense off of them a little bit. Now the Eagles are ten and two. They're playing the Rams nine and three. And I want to tell you a, a point that I always think about. All right, we have one final game to talk about, but we took a uh, a short break here because <laughs> we were being interrupted by somebody, and and nobody at home knows we took that break because hopefully Adam edited it out. That's true. You know. Um, but you were mentioning your your first interception. Now, out of the blue, you say to me, my very first interception was against Fran Tarkington. <laughs> right. Well, went to the Super Bowl four times. That's right. Hall of Famer. Great, a great guy. scrambler. Did you ever catch him? No, never caught him. Uh, I don't think many people ever caught him actually. But he was invited to the Vikings Falcons game. Uh, they bought back all of their and they showed him. You know, he still looks good and. You know, that game of the Falcons was seven, had run seven in a row. Now they won eight in a row. So that's where they bought all, back all of their uh, historical figures. So it was still, great to see them again. Do you still have that football? I don't. I don't have the football. Maybe my, my mother might have it stuck away somewhere, but no, I, don't, I don't really know. So, in other mean. words, you have the football. No, no uh, yeah, we have the football. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah come on. Yeah. We have the football. Yeah, so, you know, that's, that's, really, that's really neat to me because as fans, you know, we get so excited about every little thing like that. Yeah. But here you are, a professional athlete, played in the 70s, uh-huh. and look at how neat and important to you that is that's that your first interception was against Franz Harkington. I think that's really cool. I do too. I do too. Yeah. No, but I mean, I think it's cool that you think it's cool. Well, I think that's cool that you think it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the, the first things, and, and especially when you're young, you just try to preserve those those memories. Right, right. Well, I, you keep it forever. You do. You, you keep know. it forever. And, and I like, i tell you one thing I like, and, and uh, we haven't discussed it, but there's a lot of conversation now about my calls, my cleats. Right, right. Have you right. seen that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I really like where this is going. Um, uh, uh, there's a lot of different, very social, very public causes that the gentlemen are designing these cleats for, and the money is going to the to the 501c3s or the right. charities. Right. Um, and one of them that I liked, well, a few of them, I like all of them because right, right. they're giving back. But I'm seeing, you know, when we grew up, we grew up at the time where there were playgrounds. Right, right. And you could go and you could, yeah. you don't have to pay to be healthy. Yeah, yeah. And one of, some of the causes are around rebuilding playgrounds in the right, inner city right. and providing books for kids. And see, the Colin Kaepernick thing, honestly, is more linked to that right. than it is to anything right, negative. Right, right. All these guys want to do is to try to help someone in their communities, to try to be seen as a positive element within right. their communities. And, and I think that the My Calls, My Cleats is really helping to promote right, that. Right. I, I really like that program. You know, and, and you say something about the parks and everything. Uh, you know, it, it really uh, affected me because, you know, I grew up in the playground. Uh-huh. You know, we would go out to the park and play ball um, at 8 in the morning. And then when one of the dads would start whistling in the distance, we knew it was time for us all to go home. That's right. We all would run across the street and drink uh, water out of Larry Futterman's hose in the front yard. <laughs> None of us died. <laughs> right. you, you know, you would never do that today. That's right. You know, but um, um, it was a different time. And the, and the point that I, wa- I wanted to make <clears throat> is that, um, you know, I have old kids and I have young kids. Mm-hmm. 
and um, um, coaching my younger son's baseball team uh, for 10 years was a real, it, it really opened my eyes. I had to go and stand in line to reserve time to get a field to practice on, you know, with the kids. And mm -hmm. it would be a fight to get the field we wanted to be by. We wound up always having to drive somewhere to a field. Um, the kids would all go pay. Their parents would pay $75 for some guy to stand at one of these batting cage places and lob a ball to the kid so he would learn how to swing a baseball bat. I mean, I was appalled and amazed. And I'd always get parents that would say to me, Scott, you know, when you played ball, blah, 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 weren't the kids, um, aren't the kids today so much better than when you were a kid? And I would tell him honestly, no. Right. I, I'd say no. And he'd say, how can you say that? I go, because your kid, you've been paying somebody $75 a week to go pitch baseballs to your kid and teach your kid to be the next shortstop of the New York Yankees. When I was a kid, we'd go to the park at 8 in the morning. At 5 o'clock, we'd go home. We'd all play different positions. There'd be no parents. And every kid on my team, when we played in Little League and whatnot, could catch a fly ball. That's right. On my high school team, the three kids I have in the outfield are the only kids that might catch a fly ball. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It was very different. It was a well-rounded development. Right. Not a specific right. development. You're exactly and, you know, right. and then one day I, I had to sit a couple of guys down and explain to them to, to back off on their kid. Their kid isn't going to be in the major leagues. Mm -hmm. And we'd have to talk about it. And, you know, and I would always start out, you know, I'd have a long list of reasons, you know, and I would always say that there's only, you know, there's 30 baseball teams or, you know, and mm -hmm. usually each team has one new player that came up through the minor leagues. There mm -hmm. might be some trades, but for overall baseball, especially, it's the same team. Mm -hmm. The Cubs are going to have uh, uh, Bryant at third base and Rizzo at first mm -hmm. for many years. There mm -hmm. ain't going to be a first baseman or third baseman coming up. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and I would say, is your kid going to be one of the 30 in the country out of the hundreds of thousands that play baseball that make it? You know, is he out running wind sprints right now or is he sitting in the dugout doing this on the phone? That's it, Scott. You hit the nail on it. That's how it is. In fact, a lot of coaches are saying that the strongest part on the young people are their thumbs. Right. When we were growing up, our bodies, we developed, we were developed. We were healthy. We were healthy. Even now, people like Belichick, they look to have people that have developed their entire body, not just right. specific areas. Right. So for defensive ends, Tutal never played football until he got to to uh, high college. school. Oh, yeah, high school or college, I think you might have said. Uh, right, actually college. College, yeah. So, so, so certain type coaches look for individuals that have developed totally. Right, They're right. They're just not strong-armed or strong legs. Well, you, you know, know, and that's my other point, too, that I would say to them. I would say to them, first of all, let, let's start with talent. They don't have it. And they go, <laughs> what do you mean they don't have it? I go, you will see that when they start to separate in high school from when they're 10 or 11 – there's going to be size differences. There's going to be a lot of changes, you know, and then, you know, and a lot of guys are going to get talent that you don't think so. But I said, you know, I have a pretty good eye. I know the game and I, you know, you could see some talent in kids, you know, even mm -hmm. at a young age. And, and it's not to say they can't develop. Of course they can. But there's so many factors now. You know, I always say that if your kid is going to make it in college and he's going to make the team at second base, there's some kid who desperately needs to be at second base in college on the college team, he's out working out because that right. scholarship's important to him. That's right. Your kid is going home and doing this. That's right. You know, who do you think is going to make it? You, know, right. you know, not not because you paid $75, you know. So anyway, 
I got way off track. On no, that. that's good though, and and especially the the um, in the early years, developing the entire body for right. somebody. Right. That's why I think Bill Belichick is such a great coach. Right. Right. Because he 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 matches up well. He uses the strengths. There's a lot of kids that I, you you just hit the nail on the head greatly. I was not a, a big, strong, fast athlete. I was developed into an athlete. Right. Just like you said, from working hard and working out. And there's right. a lot of guys. Byron, you know, Byron, some of the guys right. that we have in our chapter. Right. They had to run a certain amount of time to get to where they are. Right. So you're right. You well, can't the think dedication. The yeah. dedication of it. And yeah. and the the well rounded training right. helps you very much as you as you sort of define which yeah. area that you want to go in. Yeah. And I always you know, I didn't want to discourage the parents and certainly never the kids. Uh-huh. But I would tell them that's a great goal, but don't expect it. Yeah. You know, you're expecting them and you're mad at them if they have a bad game. What yeah. are you doing? <laughs> yeah, you know, can't they have fun when they're nine? <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you know, isn't, isn't that allowed anywhere? And that's where the playgrounds come in. Because, see, we could we, be, we play a little basketball and then go hit a baseball well, well, they, and then go well, swim. We would and do run. that all day. <laughs> yeah. We used to set our bicycles up. On the ball field uh, to have our home run. That's right. You, you know, that's and if the ground ball went between the bikes, well, that's just too bad for you. That's right. You, you know, so you know, we did all that, and then we'd go when we got tired. We'd go to the basketball court, which yeah. was right there. You know, I mean, it went. And then if kids had to go home, we'd stand and play wall ball. Thank you. And remember, line ball in the street. Yeah. You know, you'd pitch it underhand and pass the pitchers a double, pass the kid in the field, working the all run. the muscles. That, that's right, that's and right. all day long, and and so I think it was better and healthier for the kids now because they're just manufactured. You know, I have my workout for forty minutes where I'm going to play catch with somebody. Well, uh, yeah. You know, um, anyway, we got way off track on that. <laughs> but in the ten years we coached, I would take. They were all recruiting, these other coaches. You know, and that used to drive me nuts too. What are we doing? Just who? So I would take everybody who was rejected, and we won the title three out of ten years. <laughs> right. You know, with hard work with hard and dedication. Work and just trying to teach the kids how to play the game. You know, I used to love, you know, because I pitched, I used to love the kids, teach them some pickoffs. Yeah. We, we picked everybody off because they were always running in our league. So, you know, anyway. <laughs> anyway, all right, I'm done patting myself on the back too now. <laughs> all right, the Eagles and the Rams. Here's, here's another theory that I have. The Eagles lost the other day, yeah. and I thought it was great for them. The reason I say that, they were 10-1, and one, they're now 10-2, and two, and I don't think you could win every game. You're going to lose. So I think getting a loss now going into the playoffs is much better than getting a loss in the playoffs I because totally statistically and the odds are you ain't going to win them all. And I totally agree with you, and, it, and it's, uh, it was a place to lose where it wasn't really questioned. Your effort wasn't questioned. Playing right. Seattle, right, right. You know, they, and, and you talk about, we talked about the aggression between Cincinnati and um and and the Steelers, right? It was an aggressive game too with, oh, with, yeah, the, yeah, with yeah. the Eagles and the and the yeah, Seahawks. Yeah. They were hitting. Yeah. Well, that game you expect to be more aggressive <laughs> right. than Cincinnati, right. you know. Yeah. But um, um, but but I think you're right, Scott. I think that if you want to lose, you know, lose to a quality team right now, right. it doesn't put any questions in your mind, right? The effort was not questioned at all, right? You know, right they right. came to play. They just got beat. I just think you can't win them all, and it's better to lose now. You know, in college, it would have been a big deal. You'd be out of the playoffs. Yeah. You know, but I think it's better to lose now than losing to the playoffs. Now, right the ship, get some wins under your belt, and, you know, kind of slide into the playoffs. The Cowboys might catch a break because the Eagles may have nothing to play for. 
I think it's the last game of the year. It is the last they game play of the, the year. Cowboys. But and I guarantee it might mean you. something for the Cowboys. No, I guarantee you. That that's a, that's one of those uh, Pittsburgh Cincinnati kind of rivalries. Right, right, right. Uh, I think that uh, Philadelphia but, coming it will come in. They, they, in fact, they're playing up there in Philadelphia, aren't they? Yeah, I think the last okay, game yeah. is up there. So Philadelphia. Well, I'm just saying if it, if it's no meaning to them, they might not play some of the guys. Oh no, that's a good point. They might not play some of the guys, um, but the effort. Will oh, the effort will be, be there. there. Yeah. I mean, the effort's going to be there anyway. Like I said, when if we were playing in the street. Uh, you know, some type of ball game. Yeah. We'd want to beat each other. Yeah, that's true. You know. That's true. Um, and now if we did it, the winner gets the oxygen, so we would have what to play for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think they're, they're going to come at them. I think that, uh, you know, to beat America's team at any time of year, people kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. you know how those Philadelphia Eagles fans are. Oh, they're, they're great fans. They are. Yeah, you know. And you know what? That stadium is still outside, isn't it? Yeah. So, I know the Cowboys will get cold. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Be a little chilly. That's right. That's you right. Oh, They're not accustomed to it, oh, you know. Oh, yeah. They probably grew up in Minnesota. To play. Yeah. No, you know, no. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. Well, it's like we always talk about the Bears. They don't win, but they come out in their short sleeves and nothing on underneath when it's below zero. That's right. You know, I now, know. but you know what? Ezekiel will be back too that game. So the running game will be back. Maybe. I mean, when you don't play for two months, what what shape is he in? Uh, we will be tested. How many hits has he taken? We, we, that's right. We you will know, be so, tested. So, you know, the coming, you know, that's why preseason they come back very slowly. Yeah. Coming back after two months of not playing and then having to get clobbered and they're going to go out after to clobber him. Right. You know, you know, we'll see. All right. Well, it'll be an interesting week as we're winding up towards the playoffs here. You know, a lot going on. So we'll be back next week. Uh, hopefully we're going to be taping some more of the Extra Points, Season 2 coming up in January, so be looking for that. And, of course, go back and see Season 1 on YouTube or the generationsbroadcastcenter.com. And I strongly urge everybody to watch our season-ending highlight show because I still get a smile on my face every time I see it because we got to make fun of Larry and, and he, he couldn't say anything about too. it. You know? <laughs> I just loved it. All right, my friend, we'll talk to you next week and take care, everyone. All the best. Care, everyone. All the best. Care, everyone. All the best. Care, everyone. All the best.